Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm from California, now living here in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Bebe. Yay! Hi! Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm wonderful. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Firstly, I just want to let our listeners know we're going to be doing highlights of the year, but you always hear Hmm. the news tells all the terrible things that happened that year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to stick with the positive things that happened this year. Okay. So we're going to recount everything that happened in 2022. That was glorious and wonderful, baby. You think we can cover that? All those in like an hour? Well, I think we can We can cover the <laughs> just the like highlights. We don't. We can't talk about sure. everything that happened. But I wanted to ask you, my wife told me sure. that this year, mm. this next coming Chinese year, the way that you guys count your calendar differently, mm. is going to be a double spring rabbit year. It's a rabbit that steals the spring from the following year from the dragon. And that this double spring year of the rabbit is a very rare occasion and it's going to be a very lucky year. Oh, I have not learned of it uh, about the stealing new year part, but I'll look into that. I know that it's going to be the year of the rabbit. And see, looking back, (laughs) the year of Hmm. three years ago, it was the year of the rat. Hmm. Right. And that mm. was known to be a little troublesome, like from the history. Oh, is that where all this came from? Well, well, I say we rename it. We just take rat away and make it year of the panda and then problem solved. Everyone panda? loves pandas. <laughs> no more well, year okay. of the rats allowed. Let's interview the panda. <laughs> But um, now that you say the next year is going to be a lucky year, I guess, because pandemics usually last for three years, Mm. you know, according to historical records, uh, at least from China, going back, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of years, they usually they say usually Mm. is three year pandemic. Like that's like a term. So literally, at least in China, we've waited off Mm. uh, most of it. Um, And this is literally at the end of it. It, Like according to its natural patterns, it goes, you know, it peters away by the end of the uh, three year period. So I certainly hope that you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be next year. Oh my gosh, Jason. Can you imagine the New Year celebration, the Spring Festival celebration for 2023? I think, I think this is going to be like the festival of fireworks. I think like most people in China Mm -hmm. are, can't wait to set off uh, all sorts of fireworks to expel, you know, all the bad luck and Mm. the virus and everything, just evil things from humans perspective mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and, and to nice. bring in yeah to bring in a wonderful new year a new start a fresh start yeah. so i'm looking forward to that i'm also looking forward to you know who reached out to me today was dr frank stonier hmm. he he actually he saw something i was involved with online and he was like hey this next year we're gonna probably be traveling again Yay. let's all hang out seriously yeah. so he's still in Chongqing, right that's right he is but he's, oh. he thinks that 2023 will be the year of traveling around and so oh yeah I, I'm excited oh, for yeah. the for next year also. I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. You have a long list of places you want to go? Oh my gosh. Every <laughs> oh, My goal has been since 2019 for the year 2020, which didn't work out, to go to every province of China. Wow. So now mm. it's back on the agenda. I'm going to, in a couple months when things look, you know, more. When everyone recovers. Shiny, I'm going to start. <laughs> yeah, I'm going 
going to start traveling to one province at a time, close by provinces, until I get as far away as possible and hit them all. Wow. All right. Good luck. Enjoy. All right. I, I still want to stay home, but enjoy your trip. I wanted to start with something that happened very recently. <laughs> sure. And I think I was waiting for this to happen since 2021 because mm. I read it would happen and I told people and people did not believe me. What? The Tiangong Space Station, ah. the Chinese space station, finally had six taikonauts on it for a few days mm. just a couple weeks ago. Mm. And so there were two spaceships, two Chinese spaceships docked at the Tiang- Tiangong Space Station with six taikonauts on board. And what people still don't know, a lot of people, mm. is that this is just a stepping stone till eventually there will be nine taikonauts on the space station at the same time in the future. Wow. Like for long period of time or just a few days? Um, well, it's going to be stepping up until eventually mm. nine will be staying on for months at a time doing different kinds of research. Wow. So it will be the premier uh, space station in the world. And China has already opened it up to all kinds of countries around the world who want to do experiments mm. with the Chinese on this space station and sharing this habitat mm-hmm. with the rest of humanity. So I, this is a very exciting development this year. Yeah, I, I think I read somewhere. Um, it was a piece of news from earlier this year, like at the beginning of 2020. Mm. And it said China is going to launch, what, 50 space rockets? Wow. Um, rocket ships uh, in year 2022. Wow. I haven't been keeping track, but I think like the, it, it, you know, sometimes we see it in the news. Yeah. Another blast off. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, for all the decades combined uh, before this year, we, I, I did not witness so many blast offs, like mm. spaceships going, phew, you know, into the space. Um, I think I've I've witnessed more in this one year than like all the decades, previous decades combined. Mm. So I'm not too sure if the total is 50, but I heard that the... Tiangong Space Station is now complete, right? With all its components in place? Well, I mean, it's it's got its base. They could always add more. It's like a, a Lego set. If they, if China wanted to, they have the mm. uh, ability to expand it if they so want, desire. Yeah. Well, that's huge. Oh, and also, um, well, and that's your thing, right? Space. Oh, I love space. I, I want to add one because I think this is a huge deal sure. for, for China. Um, although it's been talked about for, you know, a long time. And that is in year 2022, um, basically China has achieved its goal of poverty alleviation. This is uh, from a news piece in from November this year that China makes notable achievements and poverty alleviation. Of course, that's been going on for decades, but this is like the final achievement that we have, as our president said, once and for all resolved the problem of absolute poverty in China and um, lifting close to 100 million poor rural residents out of poverty. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the effort is still on because, um, you know, the living standards, mm-hmm. living standards can always be improved, but still absolute yeah. uh, poverty has been eradicated. Well, the new project is uh, Prosperity by 2035 for all mm. people in China. Yeah. So that will be the new threshold, which will move from above absolute poverty to completely eliminating all kinds of poverty because there are yes. different different standards for that. But I think I agree with you. I think it's one of the probably the greatest humanitarian undertaking ever accomplished in the history of all humankind. Yeah, the largest battle against poverty in human history. Mm. Yes. So that's something to celebrate for 2022. You're listening to The Bridge.
I still have so many great things to share about China. And I do want to come oh. back around to the United States because I don't sure. want us to be unfavorable. So the <laughs> SLS, the NASA Space Launch System rocket, which will oh. eventually carry astronauts, American astronauts, to the moon, was successfully tested in the last month of this year. And mm. it successfully orbited the moon and return is returning to Earth. That is basically the first step that this SLS system needs to uh, take in order to complete the cycle. I guess they're going to next year and the year after be sending humans back to the moon. Would you be interested, like if you had a chance to go to the moon or Mars or, you know, some other space? If I was a physically fit person in my, and who was 25 years old again, sure. But Mm. I'm an overweight 45 year old. I no, No. Okay. All (laughs) right. No way. I don't think I can handle it. We'll just watch. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, another thing, this hap- happened this year and this was in China. Uh, the double Olympics, so the second Olympics oh, in Beijing, okay. the Beijing Winter Olympics. You know, um, I didn't get to go. I was in Wuhan. Hmm. But my wife fell in love with Bing Duan Duan, the little mascot. Oh, the, the panda thing. Yeah, the panda mascot. She was yeah. so in love with it that I needed to get her one this year. So I fe- I researched where the locations of the official store were. Mm. And I went about a month ago. I want to tell this story because I'm embarrassed. Why? I went into this store as the official store to sell merchandise for the Beijing Winter Olympics. Mm. And I bought two Bing Duan Duans. They were two different kinds. They had statue Bing Duan Duans mm. that are porcelain. Mm. And then they had the fluffy one that I guess for kids. Mm. And I just bought one of each. I brought them home and I gave them to my wife and she was elated. Mm. But it turns out that her bank was also giving her a Bing Duan Duan wow. that we didn't know about. And it came in the mail the same day. And it was also official. And it was bigger than the one I Wait, got my wife. C- can you return the other ones? Because they were actually pretty expensive, weren't they? Oh, we're going to keep them all. I was, uh, now, she, now she's all Bing Duan Duan up and she's very happy. She's always one of this. Bing Duan Duan yes, up. Yes. <laughs> she's, got, she's got all of the Bing Duan Duan she can handle. Because it was quite a craze at that time. Oh, yeah, the, oh, yeah. Um, and I think they had a shortage of Bing Duan Duan's. Yeah. So they, they were sold out. They were, um, and it was like beyond expectation. Um, yeah. I think they've... People were smuggling them out of China. I know. And the keychains and yeah, yeah. Um, like, because it especially has this clear case on the outside. Um, my, mm-hmm. I remember my uncle like lying, was lining up for hours to get one for her uh, mm. granddaughter mm. and they were pretty pricey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were not cheap, but I want my wife to be happy. And the porcelain one could potentially last, you know, decades, hundreds of years. Potentially, yeah. yes. If it doesn't <laughs> fall and break, it could it could be in a museum someday. Huh? It could be in a museum, exactly. It could be in a museum yeah. someday, yeah. And of course, the, the Winter Olympics, that's a huge, spectacular triumph for China, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, when you think of the Olympics, at least when I think of it, I kind of think of mostly the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, winter sports in China, I mean, they're popular in northern part of China yeah. because that's where they have snow and ice. And uh, in, in Beijing, um, the locals, they will go skiing yeah. right yeah. in the wintertime. But not so much in the south because it's just so much mm. uh, warmer. For most of Chinese people living, you know, across the space, maybe winter the Winter Olympics hasn't really been that big a deal until, literally until this year. And which is a good thing because a lot of young people have been introduced, you know, to these all kinds of uh, winter sports. Yeah. Uh, we even go skiing last year taking our daughter because it was all the craze everybody you know want their kids to be guailing and suiming (laughs) you know getting all these medals did you 
have fun? Did you go skiing or did you just watch your family go skiing, baby? Uh, I just watched. I'm sorry. I actually, <laughs> the nerd that I am, I actually read uh, a book. I was reading at the bottom of the That's slope. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was standing outside watching them because it was mm. my my daughter's first time skiing. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad was taking her on the slope. I just kind of watched and go help whenever they needed me. Nice, so, nice. Which was fun. Yeah. And another thing that surprised me, I didn't actually know was happening, is that the once endangered humpback whales are growing in population thanks to cons- conservation efforts. According to goodgoodgood.co articles, good news 2022, hump, humpback, yeah, humpbacks <laughs> are back. So that's nice. that's definitely, you know, something that is very positive. And I, I want to share that with our listeners. It was that, is there like a specific to an ocean, a space, or just like over the, I think they go, I the think globe. they just go wherever they want. Mm. Those things are mammoth beasts. Oh. They're not the largest whales. I think blue whales are the largest whales, but they are mm-hmm. super massive mammals. I think they were once endangered, right? Yeah, they were yeah, absolutely, almost yes. wiped out yeah, yeah. by commercial whaling. For decades, people have been worried about whether or not they were going to survive. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. But now they're back. Let me see what well, the number. There are uh, nearly 80,000 of them as of 2022. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good job. Yay. Another good news. I don't want to make a terrible joke, but I guess sushi's back on the menu. Oh, dear. Oh, whale? Oh, I don't oh. think whale is part of it. <laughs> but the thing is, I was thinking if whales are back yeah. or, you know, no longer in danger, then we'll probably have less of the other smaller fish. I could be wrong, the ocean. but I believe that they only eat mm. a creature called brine, which are like these almost microscopic little tiny, tiny like super tiny, like um, I want to say like they look like shrimp, but they're super krill. small. They don't. Yeah, the krill and stuff like that. They don't actually eat mm. other fish. OK, so they actually eat really small creatures. So I think they'll probably no bring offense more to balance krill. back. Yeah, sorry, krill. You, you count. <laughs> you count, too. You're a real fish. Speaking of nature. <laughs> Here's something interesting Mm -hmm. that Canadian doctors uh, are prescribing nature to their patients. Yeah, eat this, eat a tree, eat a tree, or hug a tree at least. Now, this is probably something new, but it's uh, to improve patients' mental or physical health. Doctors in four Canadian provinces Mm. they can now prescribe a year-long pass to national parks. Isn't that a creative? I want that. That sounds great. That that sounds awesome. I think the part uh, the pass is called Parks Canada. Parks Canada. Discovery Pass. Mm. It's about what seventy dollars, wow. and it's a one-year unlimited admission to over eighty national parks. That's a lot. National historical sites and national marine conservation areas. It's a really great idea. So I I think so too. Very creative. Yeah. Mm, a lot of the diseases we have mm. are not mm. really due to deprivation of let's say nutrients. Yeah. Right. A lot of the problem we have is because we don't exercise enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's we're out out of balance. Mm. Uh, I think, and we are out of touch with nature. Well, if you look at the famous Buddhists and the Taoists that everyone looks at in history, mm. they all lived up on the top of a mountain somewhere. Away from the world and kids. So they're, they're, they're physically <laughs> in shape, walking up and down, carrying water, you know, and like, you know, they're outdoors in nature. Right. They're not living in a major urban area. Mm. They lived in a much more natural style way. Yeah. Is that like one of your goals, like to live in the mountain somewhere, practicing Taoism? No, I need a city. I, I, I 
can't. I got to go to the movie theater. Come on. It's like I got to find a mountain with all the <laughs> trees and streams, but with uh, a Starbucks <laughs> at the hill, <laughs> and also a few movie yeah, theaters exactly. in town, and a Pizza Hut. Yeah, a Pizza you know. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I like going to the. I love this idea that you bring up about Canada, and I want to go to the mountains more often. I love going mm. hiking. I love going to temples. I love going out in nature. But then I want to come home mm -hmm. to my posh apartment, my soft bed. <laughs> <laughs> you want everything. But you know what? Just talking to you about uh, Pizza Hut and also movie yeah. theaters, it's like I feel this. I feel this renewed energy because we haven't, you know, um, had this uh, liberty to go wherever we wanted to go for fear of contracting yeah. um, COVID. But I think by the end of the third yeah. year, people and a lot of people have had it already by now. Uh, I think next year. All the malls, mm -hmm. you know, the movie theaters, restaurants are going to be filled. Can you imagine? Yeah. And finally, businesses, you know, they, the owners of business who lasted till now, I think they're going to make all their money back. I hope I hope they do. Yeah, it sounds it just feels so exciting. One of the leaders in Wuhan I saw in a video a few weeks ago said that all people in a certain part in certain parts of Wuhan did not need to pay their leases and rents to banks for a period of three months or something. Oh. So I think there's been a lot of help that's been given mm. to businesses during this time to help people survive. Because I still see lots of small businesses everywhere. Yeah. I think that a, a lot more businesses have survived than people might imagine outside of China. Yeah. Um. Well, also because of uh, the delivery system. People just mm -hmm. order mm -hmm. online. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think by now people really want to go just go back to normal. You know, the real normal, pre-pandemic normal. Yeah. Bebe, we all know you on this show. So do you look forward to getting back out into society and to back Not into really. the mall? Exactly. <laughs> I, am, exactly. I, I am so comfortable sitting on my chair right here <laughs> just reading. But I think I actually feel pressured because I know that soon we'll have to take our daughter out again, you know, to parks, to mm. uh, shopping malls and just, you know, fun places. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's part of life. Well, thank goodness <laughs> that you have a daughter. Thank goodness you have a daughter to drag you out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. So another thing that happened this year is that China has taken the lead oh. in patent filings, which means China has more new innovative technologies being patented around the world than any other nation on Earth. So I think that's really amazing. Congratulations to China. Uh, I believe was was the top spot held by the U.S. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, or maybe mm -hmm. not. It was the United States. It was? Absolutely. Okay. I, yeah. I look into this often. Mm. I get into a lot of online debates about this. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted, <laughs> but I want to say something Jason. good about sure. the United States. And that is the United States, because of that giant package, I think it was something to do with inflation, but it, that's the title, but it's actually about um, renewable energy, renewable oh. energy. It's after okay. the infrastructure bill. Mm. And they set aside, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars to help the environment, help renewable energy, help green energy. One of the things that's being done with this money is that America has added $5 billion to build EV charging stations throughout 
the United States, mm. which will mean that if you buy a Tesla mm. or some other brand of, of renewable energy vehicle, mm -hmm. you can get it charged instead of charging at home and then worrying where you can go. Right. Like after 30 minutes. How long do they last? You know, I don't know. I think it depends on the vehicle because here in China, they have this little tiny ones that are like extra small and they also have the big ones as well. Mm. So I think it depends on right. what you have. Personally, I don't want a vehicle, mm. but if I had to, I'd probably get one of those scooters, you know, uh, the two wheelers. Scooters? Yeah, like a, you know. Like a motor? Like a little motorcycle. Like e-bike. Yeah, an e-bike kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that, those are great. They're really okay. cheap. And I think that you can go. Maybe not in the winter. Well, you know, they have those. <laughs> right? They have Wait those till giant, warmer season. Uh, gloves that are built in. So you put your, you just insert your hands into right, right. the to the muff or whatever it is. And it covers like, your knees too. It's more like blocking yeah. the wind out because uh, in China, we believe that if your like knees and joints are in the wind all the time, like the coldness will seek inside between your bones and they're going to hurt. Yeah. Uh -oh. So <laughs> it's not just about cold. Another huge <laughs> event of 2022 was the World Cup in Qatar, right. which happens every four years. And this year, a surprise winner was Argentina over France. My wife has become a huge fan of Messi. Oh. All right. So another thing I want to say nice things about uh, everywhere. So I'm from California and apparently butterfly populations in the year 2022 have exploded. And from the year 2020, there were only 2000 butterflies. And in the year 2021, there were 250,000 butterflies. Only so one thing that's happened in California is the butterflies have returned. Oh my gosh, only 2000 in 2020. Well, these are specifically monarch oh. butterflies. So one species of butterfly, well, I should say. I I'm never I'm definitely not going to California next year then. <laughs> and butterflies are not my thing. Um but that's a good okay, news. Sorry, sorry. I forgot I forgot who I was talking to. Still good for the butterflies. Um that's a huge explosion. So they were migrating from other places. Were they avoiding the forest fires and just the droughts in general? Because they probably need like nice places to live, right? You know, I think scientists don't actually understand. It's like one of those things where the bee population has been depleted or globally. Mm. And scientists are trying to understand why it is. Because maybe it's a lack of diversity in the environment, a lack of different kinds of pollen. Some scientists speculate that it's due to electromagnetic radiation from our phones Ooh. and other devices. Mm -hmm. So I think that scientists still don't fully understand things like why there's uh, a monarch butterfly mm. recession and then a return. Because it's it's complex. Okay. And they need their milkweed. I think that's what they feed on. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All of those little mm. creatures that you dislike eat milkweed. <laughs> no, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. I just don't like powdery things. Yeah, but good for them. Good, good. good for okay, them. Okay, so uh, I actually do a lot of research for the Belt and Road lately, and uh, mm. most solar power plants in the world are the big ones are like 500 megawatts. So it would take, I think, 2,000 of those to reach one terawatt of solar generating capacity. But this year, we have arrived at one terawatt of solar generating capacity worldwide mm. among all countries in the world combined. So that's one TW. Yeah. And I, I, of course, I don't really know what that means. Yeah, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> um, I found somewhere that humans consume approximately 17.7 .7 TW. Yeah. 
annually. Wow. That, that's, that's so crazy. that gives us some idea. Yeah. So if reaching now we've reached one TW, mm-hmm. is that like a like capacity as in they can generate that much? It means okay when they say generating capacity, they mean when it's running at maximum. Because okay. sometimes it's like dark rolling clouds and they don't generate quite as much as at other times. Mm. So when they say solar generating capacity, they mean at max. How much can they make when the sun is shining? Okay. All right. And they say that's enough to meet the electricity demands of nearly every country in Europe combined. So that sounds like a lot. I mean, it's also if I don't have all the other figures right here, but we have wind, solar and hydro Mm. all and some and offshore wind also sometimes is categorized separately. So even though we're talking about one terawatt of solar generating capacity, we're still have one or two terawatts or three terawatts from these other renewable sources of energy as well. So it's, you know, if you think about all of the different green energy that is being developed around the world, mm. we're getting, in fact, which brings us to our next bullet well, point, we're meeting our climate targets globally. So we're actually achieving the targets that a lot of, uh, that we've set out for ourselves as, as a global population. Let me see. A new report found that if the current pace of wind and solar growth continues, the world will meet its climate targets. So it's looking, looking good. Right. Yeah. And I think they especially named uh, Vietnam was uh, another country. Hold on one second. Uh, it says the Netherlands, Australia and Vietnam had the fastest growing rates. Oh, uh, OK. OK. The, but what that means is per capita. Per capita. OK. So because China actually has the fastest growing total total nominal. Rates. I see. So yeah. it says the Netherlands, Australia and Vietnam had the fastest growth rates, switching around 10 percent of their electricity demand from fossil fuel to wind and solar in the last two years. Mm. And um, if this trend can be replicated globally and sustained, the power sector would be on track for that 1.5 degree goal, which would mean only some disaster. Yeah. Yay. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> I mean, People are now so sensitive to the word disaster. We feel like, you know, we've we've watched so much. We've seen so much in the past year, past few years. Yeah. Enough, yeah. enough. <laughs> Let us rest. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. The next one is, and this one surprised me, the healing power of TikTok. So (laughs) TikTok. What do you mean? (laughs) I suppose I know what you mean, because that's how like nowadays, at least in China, that's how people chill. When nowadays when we chill, we don't just sit there sipping a cup of tea. You have to have like your cell phone in your hand and, you know, watching these short Mm. videos of all kinds of crazy things people do or fun things. And, you know, watching other people's dogs do silly things. It's very relaxing. Hmm. It clutters up your mind somewhat, but at the same time, you feel like you're resting. Well, according to this, it says a Canadian art therapist using is using TikTok to help people heal and create and to help make art therapy more accessible. Wait, so art therapist? Like people healing yes, through art, art? art therapy. Okay. And have you ever painted? Have you ever painted, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? Feeling? Um, well, you are concentrating. Yeah. But I didn't really have much talent. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I am not a good painter. I did not mean to sound like I'm an excellent painter, I, but I do like painting. Mm. And when I when I'm painting, I feel really happy. I think absorbed. that art, art can totally be a kind of therapy. Yes, but you just uh, need a little bit more time because I remember one thing about oil painting is that it takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I felt like it was a process of um, um, a process of covering up. Um, your mistakes or covering up <laughs> what you messed up. Another layer of new paint. Mm. But it's a very 
very uh, soothing process. Actually, it's not just for art, anything. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be sports, it could be music, mm. uh, writing, reading, anything that makes you forget mm. about yourself. You know, anything that you can lose yourself in, it has healing power. It's only when we um, start thinking about all our own troubles, our past and future, uh, things we need to worry about, that we start feel uh, feeling agitated or feeling sad. Once you, you know, it, like your attention is somewhere else, totally absorbed by something yeah. else, um, you're you're healing mentally. There's also, I mean, yeah. I have to quote you kind of, hmm? because you also talk a lot about the power of meditative therapy and thinking through the things that you, so I think you have to take turns. You have to take some time to be distracted and you also need to take some time to be focused on, you know, your life. So right. I think it's a right finding that balance. But do, do you have more detail about this art therapist? Because I've actually never thought about, I've heard of uh, music therapy. Not really an art therapy. I don't know that much specifically about the use of art as therapy, but I do know that here in Beijing, if you want to go paint, there's a lot of new studios where you can mm. pay an hourly fee and they provide right, everything right. you need. I've seen those uh, gatherings in like coffee houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they'll take one corner. And um, there's usually a teacher and maybe like five, six, ten, well, not really students, but, you know, customers, I guess. <laughs> and they each have their own painting. And it's it's, a, it's such a beautiful scene because people go to coffee houses to relax in general. Mm -hmm. And also the just the atmosphere is so conducive for calming down. Right. And just enjoy a good moment, like a, an hour or two. But I think in here, the, the article says she will ask, maybe a live stream or just a video, she'll ask her quote unquote patients, what color is your heart today? I think it's purple. And then she will hold out. Your heart today is purple? No, I think I think it is purple. Oh, you mean like physically? If you take it out, it's like red. <laughs> but if you leave it in there, it's like a dark purple color, right? Oh, gee. If you leave it long <laughs> enough, it's going to be like black. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's a, it's a way of helping people to uh, connect with their inner self. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and maybe. But maybe we can check it out uh, on TikTok. This is from my home state of California. So I wanted to brag. Uh, apparently, California is 100% mm -hmm. green. I added nearly. What do you mean? For the first First time ever, renewable electricity sources met 100% of California's energy demands, as the Desert Sun reported on mm. April, uh, Saturday, April 30th, 2.45 p.m. Energy demand statewide hit 18,000 672 megawatts. So basically mm. at that time, because, you know, in solar energy is being uh, rolled out all over California because we have a lot of nice. desert areas. We've actually right. reached the point where sometimes when generating capacity is at peak, which means it's totally sunny, mm. we can actually produce... Right. 100% of all of the energy needs of California. Wow. Wait, that's that's amazing. How come we never heard of it before? We should do a show on this. 100%? There are 50 states. And usually when people calculate what's going on in the United States, they don't do it state by state. But California is one of the more forward-leaning, mm. very progressive states that has been at the head of this for decades. Wow. And so they have actually been able to achieve this amazing standard. This should be in the news all over the place. <laughs> other states should look forward, you know, to look to California. I mean, there are other states, you know, ha that has a lot of uh, desert area. Yeah. Right? And at least very sunny. Um, but I, I don't know how long they have been devoting uh, money and resources to building all these 
solar you call the solar mm-hmm. plants right well i don't know the entire the entire history well they have solar but they according to the article mm. uh some of it came from wind some of it came from geothermal and mm. it says other renewable sources so there was a right what they call a mix technical that's the t- a technical term the mix of renewables mm. but apparently it's only 97 percent now or 97 percent after it hit that 100 percent marker mm. so it's actually ju- yeah it's still very good so there's very limited amount of fossil fuels. And it's also more complicated than that. So it doesn't say in this article, but I read a lot about this. What happens is, for example, let's just talk about fossil fuels. The United States actually exports an enormous amount of fossil fuels and imports fossil fuels. Mm. And so looking at where energy goes is really complicated. And I imagine that a lot of the electricity that California produces Uh. is sold to nearby Mm. states during the daytime because some of it cannot be produced at nighttime and then they're buying back fossil fuels so it's actually Mm. really complicated when we're thinking about energy Mm. and how it's calculated it's it's funny how like the u.s uh, they have to export oil all the way let's say from the middle east you know with all the transportation but they actually have a lot on its own soil for export I don't yeah. know how they work that out, but hopefully it's, uh, it's 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 capitalism. It's like you know this country's buying this from this company and this company. It's, it's a lot of the oil that's produced in the United States doesn't belong to the mm. country, the United private States. It company, belongs to right. different com- private enterprises, and they sell it, and other private enterprises buy it, and so they're not always buying from them from their own country. So it gets really complicated. Can't you guys work <laughs> things out so that you know we can do less shipping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is good yeah. for the environment. You're absolutely Less right. Shipping. But, you know, yeah, the so. economics is complicated. I can't mm-hmm. fix that myself. So <laughs> leave it to the experts. It's OK. It's not our job. Well, you, you <laughs> know that China has mm-hmm. planted almost 300,000 hectares of trees. The United States aims to start catching up a little bit. And they have put aside money to plant 1 billion trees. Wow. This is, again, from the package, the the inflation package, which is actually mm-hmm. about climate news. So mm-hmm. that's, I think, really a good start. Probably. Why don't we hear more about these in the news? Mm-hmm. All these great news. Yeah, the news sensational. Like- they want to sell like, oh, there's an earthquake. Oh, there's a flood. Oh, there's a death. Oh, there's the, oh, this problem. Because people are driven by fear. So when you watch the news, they don't want to tell you some of the positive thing they want to tell you what's going to keep you tuned in so they can sell you pepsis but then these like the <laughs> things that you've been telling me right or telling our listeners these are wonderful wonderful news yeah and i wonder why uh it didn't reach us any you know earlier like one billion trees yeah i think it's mostly in western u.s right yeah, where right. they probably need it more but that's 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 a huge huge number and i think this that's the thing we should be doing and then so few people are talking mm. about it but good for you jason thank you for digging out <laughs> <laughs> this piece of news because there's a there's actually an international movement called the one trillion tree movement mm. and the goal of that is for everywhere all countries india mm. vietnam china united states canada everywhere to plant one trillion trees mm. so for me as an american looking at my very wealthy country the united states of america which is the greatest nominal wealth mm-hmm. in the world i'm kind of disappointed that it's only one billion trees let's baby. start digging let's start <laughs> digging they gotta start yeah, somewhere yeah why let, let's plant a hundred billion trees Come yeah on. we could do we could do a lot let's more start, well hopefully i'll hear more news you know along this way along this style in the future. Mm. So let's say this is a, uh, what they call it, the reforestation efforts. 
See, when we think of the U.S., we I guess a lot of people have the image of, uh, let's say, northwestern part of the U.S., right? Yeah. Um, beautiful foliage in, in, in the fall season. Mm-hmm. And also we think of the national parks. So in general, mm-hmm. we feel like the U.S. doesn't really need mm-hmm. a lot more trees. But actually, in western parts, it's pretty dry. I mean, mm-hmm. the few times that I've been to California, I was beaten by the sun. <laughs> it was like <laughs> blinding. And everywhere, the general color was more like um, brown. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, you know, I'm, I was at the east coast, it, that's like yeah. green, um, trees everywhere. So yeah, why not? And also with all the forest fires mm-hmm. in the past few years they probably need to replenish um what has been burned right well, i think this is totally separate because they do replenishment for example mm. in the state of california if you cut one tree down for wood for example mm. you need it for lumber you are required by the state to plant seven new trees oh. so when when there are forest fires there are already uh devices you know political devices in place mm. to force the replanting of trees. And when you clear, clear land to mm. produce lumber, mm. you're also required to reforest immediately. Good. So this 1 billion trees is in addition to other existing mm. tools. Nice, nice. Okay. Good news. Yay. Good news, <laughs> California or U.S. in general. Well, the, next, the next one is that and I, some people will feel this is a bad thing, but I think for the 45 million people that are mm. affected, it's a good thing. $20,000 of student debt has been erased for millions mm. of adults, some of them even retirees, graduating from university all the way up to retirement and into retirement. Student loans have been haunting tens of millions of people. Mm-hmm. And if you received Pell Grants, you will have 20000 in student loans erased. If you did not receive Pell Grants, you will have $10,000 in student loans erased. And if you had private mm. student loans, you will see zero erased. Private? Oh, okay. Well, So you go to the bank of, you go to the bank and say, I would like to take out a loan. Mm. I don't want to use any federal institution to do that. We will just set up you and me and make an agreement. Mm. Those people are on their own. But anyone who went through the, you know, went through the federal process of getting student loans, those people will have some of it forgiven. Mm -hmm. However, there is a lawsuit now Mm. that is holding this up and then they temporarily are not being erased. So the the Biden administration has postponed the repaying of student loans until the month of Mm. June, unless the court case gets gets uh, resolved, at which time mm. the, the forgiveness will happen and people will go back to paying their student loans. Uh, just um, just one more note for people who don't know about the Pell Grants that you mentioned. Sure. So these are loans specifically for students from lower income backgrounds. Yes, yes, yes. Who are pursuing higher education. Yes. So they need this more than uh, other people. Right. And especially with the uh, economic climate, you know, not being so upbeat in the past few years. But I, I should say, oh. as a caveat, mm. some people are really mad. And there are a lot of people who feel that the forgiveness of student loans is unfair to people who didn't go to college. Huh. So uh, it's a, it's also one of those very complicated things, like all politics. Yeah, because yeah. I think if you go that direction, things get too complicated to move forward. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, at least one part of the population, they can have less of a burden from debt mm-hmm. and they can devote their energy um, into becoming more productive yeah. Um, yeah. forces of the, you know, for the whole economy, mm-hmm. then most people, everybody will be better off. Well, I mean, one yeah. thing that 
that a lot of economists have been worried about is that the U.S. may have a recession, a two-quarter contraction next year in 2023. Mm. But I think now that student loans have been postponed until June, at least, it's possible that they could avoid. I mean, I don't mm. know. I'm not an economist. And if you guys have better ideas and want to suggest things, please write us at welovethebridge at gmail.com and let us know your ideas. Oh, yeah. listening to The Bridge. Yeah, and also the things, uh, wonderful things that have happened in the past year, because mm-hmm. it's the end of the year. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm like totally not used to it yet. I'm still <laughs> getting used to the fact that it's um, uh, the end of December, mm. but I'm looking forward to the new year. Could you tell us a little bit about the challenges and maybe positive experiences that you've had this year, baby, in your personal life? This year, um, well, I think my for my personal life has been pretty stable. Um, we didn't get to go out a lot, but uh, I did get a lot of things done. I think the harder part was uh, harder part is that the period of time when my daughter has to stay home for mm. classes. Like mm. now, I don't think we're going back this semester because mm. um, so many teachers and students are sick from COVID. Mm. Um, but and you know, it's this is temporary. I'm pretty sure that things will look up next semester. Mm-hmm. Things will be back to normal. I think everyone is pretty hopeful. But in general, I think psychologically, it's been rocky f- for the past few weeks How do when you, oh, the yeah. whole country... yeah, Because that's when, as I mentioned at the beginning, this is now only de- December 2022. Mm-hmm. That's when most people in China are actually facing the pandemic mm-hmm. for the first time yeah. for real. Yeah. In the past, it was we heard, right? Uh, or somewhere in another province, there is a small outbreak. But it was never, it has been never been close to us. And now it's literally, uh, you know, everyone, most people you know, probably have it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a little bit surreal. There's something that's been in your mind for three years. It's actually only actually happening now. I'm looking up to definitely to the new year. Um, I think the economy is going to pick up because people have so much penned up will to mm. consume, mm. <laughs> like going to fun places, to parks and to museums. Mm. Um, I will actually like to visit some galleries because mm. um, my daughter likes to, she likes art. Uh, she's that creative type. Yeah. So, and also maybe some like concerts. What kind of concerts? Type of thing or maybe theaters Milan Fong? I don't know like I used to before I uh not <laughs> quite yet <laughs> I think maybe 10 more years give me 10 more years <laughs> uh, for Chinese opera the NCPA uh the National Center for the Performing Arts they have amazing performances there yeah I used to go like I used to go before I became a mom but a lot of that stopped uh, but now she's older um and then she you know she can appreciate them like all, all kinds of performances a lot more so that will be on our agenda. Mm. Um, But I think all of this has happened rather fast, Mm. you know, even though um, we've been in this pandemic mode, but all of a sudden it's happening. Um, I think people's plans are still forming, like what they will be, uh, what they will like to do and what they want to do for the new year. Mm. Um, So it's a little bit, it's been a rocky few weeks, but things will calm down, I I hope, in the next few weeks. Mm. Mm. For me, a big part of my life this year has been this show, my second year on this show. Mm. And we've had some absolutely amazing guests. Yeah, I know. Uh, We have had Dr. Frank Stonier, Mm. an American hero in China, fighting fires Mm -hmm. in in Sichuan province. Right. Uh, We have had a DJ, DJ Fonto. uh, Movie producers, 
also. And, yeah, we've had a movie, a couple of different director, movie producers, mm. uh, Link, and oh, so many, so many. We've had CGI artists. We have had Dr. Jeffrey Sachs. Exactly. Yeah, we've that that was amazing. Yeah, mm. uh, I've got a, a a lot of guests lined up for next year as well. So I think this year and next year are going to be have been and will continue to be really exciting times for this show. For me personally, mm-hmm. moving back to Beijing this summer. That's a big deal. Been, it's the big deal for my year this year. Mm. So my wife and I have resettled in Beijing, although I I miss, you know, this is funny. Mm. When I was in Wuhan, I missed Beijing. Mm. And I thought of the restaurants that I missed and the parks that I missed and the parts of life that I missed. Mm-hmm. And after a couple months in Beijing, I miss Wuhan. Mm. And I think of the restaurants that I miss, the food that I miss and the parks that oh, I miss. Oh, the ragamian and all that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I was definitely. having ragamian almost every day. <laughs> And I even went to a couple of the supposedly best, in quotation marks, Rogamian restaurants in the city. Mm. And now I come to Beijing and I'm like, oh, I'll try Rogamian. I had it delivered. No, and it's not so easy to find. It's not no. the same. And I went to a lot of different it's places. Not the same. Beijing does not have Wuhan quality Rogamian. Now, see, I've actually wondered about that. How come Rogamian, which is it's so yummy and just so mm. almost a symbol of uh, the city of Wuhan, How come they're not as popular here in Beijing? And the theory I heard was that uh, because the the like chefs of um, these noodle shops in Wuhan, they make a decent living and uh, they can they can live pretty well in Wuhan where they are. Mm, 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 So mm. maybe they don't want to face the pressure of starting, you know, new business here in Beijing. Yeah. But I know I I just want to say that Mm, at the um, mm. at the end of the show, also at the end of the year that um, in our because you're also, you know, in your early 40s and same here. I feel like it was only until this past few years that it really hit me, at least that how impermanent everything is in life. Mm. And of course, this goes along with my learnings um, of Buddhism. Mm. But, you know, theories are theories. But these past few years, we actually lived it, how things can come uh, totally unexpected out of the blue mm. and how when you feel like they will last forever and then they end and everything in life is such you know um we didn't have uh, this show two years ago and now we have what a couple hundred but i'm saying like the experiences the unusual experiences of not just past year but the past few years mm, mm. um it was it, it's a great opportunity for personal growth i have to say mm. right when life is all smooth and things are going the way you want and mm. you, you don't learn as much i have to say not like knowledge wise, but wisdom wise. Mm. And this is this past few years, if people can, mm. you know, once they can calm down from all the ups and downs and actually learn from it, this is life. You know, anything, things unexpected um, mm. can come anytime. And we need to be psychologically at least accept, uh, acceptable of that, mm. Mm. you know, instead of uh, using all our energy to, to fight it. Oh, yeah. listening to the bridge one thing i've noticed on so, that is about buddhism mm. actually specifically because i think a lot about buddhism my wife is a buddhist i go to buddhist temples for mm. the architecture and whatnot and then they're beautiful but mm. in the last few years some of the temples have been closed at various times mm. because of the pandemic and so i was i want to know from your perspective do you 
like going to Buddhist temples? And if so, now that everything is going to be opening back up, is that something that you're going to be doing? That is on my list, actually. Mm. Yeah. Um, for, for me, the past few years, it was more like reading from books mm. and also internalizing those readings. And uh, in the future, I think that will be, even if just as a um almost like a tourist destination mm. i would recommend it i mean with the it, it's a good way of balancing the city life mm. you know especially for the younger generation when they are uh, you know white collars in the office sitting in the <laughs> office from like nine to i don't know like eight at night if the, over the weekend they can go to like usually it's in mountainous areas yeah. or uh, you know in beautiful surroundings mm. They can go there to calm down, to find balance, because I think um, a lot of people may not realize that it's um, how important having balance is mm. in everyone's life. Mm. A lot of times now with the uh, especially now um, with the pandemic and also with the pandemic actually hitting uh, most Chinese people is how everyone is becoming their own doctor. Oh, yeah. You know, they're learning about Chinese medicine, about um, like home. What do you what do you call it? Like home therapy. There's a homeopath. Yeah. Like also um, massages. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, like the Chinese <laughs> type of massages uh, to uh, help with their fever, to help with their sore throat. There are different ways you can use. Mm. And now literally the whole country is studying, studying Chinese medicine <laughs> besides taking uh painkillers or um, Western medicine for their fevers. Mm. So, um, and people are, you know, learning more about the idea that finding balance is how we stay healthy, both uh, mentally and yeah. physically. I was talking to my brother today and I was speaking about not using drugs when it's unnecessary. Mm. And I sent him a picture of, mm. I'm going to really say this wrongly, it's a Hong Kong cough syrup I tried to talk about periodically. Mm. Ning Jiom Pei Pa Kao. Oh, Pei Pa Kao, yes. Which is like, it's made from a yes. fruit. Mm. Yeah, I sent a picture to my brother and he's like oh that's great i wonder what kind of drug is in it and i'm like there's no drug in it it's, it's just <laughs> like you know herbs and stuff like in mm. a syrup and he's like well, that's weird <laughs> because like in america uh, you assume everything's full of like some kind of dextromethorphan or something it has to go but through here in china like uh yeah. all the machines to be able to <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but in china yeah, yeah people um, we feel more comfortable with uh, things with natural ingredients and they work. Yeah, pipa gao, pipa, that's, uh, you'll see them. Well, not so much in Beijing, it's more like a southern fruit. Mm. Um, but you can also, you know, get them in, in mail. They're known, they've been known probably for hundreds or thousands of years mm -hmm. for being good for your respiratory system. Clear things yeah, out. I'm yeah, I'm going to get some of these bottles and mail them to my brother. I'm sure he's going to love them, actually. Mm. Well, you know, I, I, it's the best syrup. Have you ever had NyQuil? NyQuil, you take it. And then you... The pink it's thing? The per, it's a green, I think. It's green. Ew. It's like a green syrup, I know. Who makes green syrup? <laughs> Who makes green syrup? <laughs> it's not a good sell. Yeah. Maybe only for the Christmas season. Goodness. But, you know, it it's really a very powerful drug. And so you get mm. knocked out. And so, yes, you're unconscious for eight hours. Mm. But when you wake up, you feel tired anyways, because you're not really sleeping mm. as much as you're just drugged out. Mm. So what's great about Chinese cough syrup, this one one in particular that I mentioned mm. is that when you take it, it just makes your cough stop mm. and then you can sleep and actually get good rest. Like natural rest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this unusual year, finally, finally, the um, the end, the tail of the pandemics, we're sweeping it out of out of uh, the country and hopefully just uh, out of the whole world uh, because it's, it is has been full three years. So um, as rocky as things have been for a lot of people around the world, we are looking forward to a very um, auspicious 
and smooth and upbeat 2023. Aren't you, Jason? I'm very excited. Actually, we're going to be doing a show in a couple of weeks mm. with Bebe, myself, our producer, and three friends of the show, Pat Eo, Morris Sway, wow. and Rick Fakra. We're all going to be coming together at the same time to bring in the, Chinese the new, new year, year yes. of the oh, rabbit. People are going to be... Yeah, the Chinese new, Lunar New Year, celebrated in Japan and Korea and Vietnam mm. and elsewhere also. Yes. Nice, nice. I'm going to look forward to that. And I'm looking this year, well. I think there will be long lines for firecrackers. So if you want to get them, <laughs> you got to line up early. Last year, last year, we couldn't get any because um, it, they were sold out. Wow. People really wanted them. Um, and that's how firecrackers started, right? To expel. Are you outside evilness. of the fifth ring? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you can get the, them. See, I can't actually buy them here. I have to go outside the fifth ring. Uh, this year, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there will be some exception uh, when it comes to fireworks policy uh, this year, I'm not too sure. I'm so. just I'm just speculating. I, I wish that was true. Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe if you're wrong, I'm not going to hold you to it. But I certainly hope that is. Or true. people may choose to go to like more uh, like rural areas so that they can feel the, the 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 blast from lighting fireworks and expelling, you know, the um, the dark clouds from the past. Goodness years. me. <laughs> so, yeah. Go get them early. Go right. get them early. Thank you so yeah. much for your time, baby. And everyone, happy new year. Yes, happy new year. I can't believe we're saying it so soon, but it is time. Happy new year. And we'll see you in 2023. Oh, yeah.